Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, we ask all the important questions. When in June, Jessica Jones, does jazz really kill Cloak and Dagger? Was that the stupidest storyline ever in the history of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And hey, what about Captain Marvel and her toxic femininity? Marvel TV Weekly starts now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, yes, indeed. It is Sunday at 9.13 p.m. Pacific time. I'm Christian Blatt. It must be Zia Landerson. It is me. Hello. And it must be Marvel TV Weekly. It, it, it is. I'm it's pretty time. sure, right? Sundays. It is time. Yeah. 9.13. That was very specific. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's 9 o'clock, but that's a lie. You're right. It is that's a lie. That's such a lie. And I think that we need honesty with our audience. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we've always done with this show is we'll always tell people uh, what we like. Uh-huh. And Zia, we will always tell them what we don't like. Uh-huh. And uh, I, you heard me tease it in the beginning. There is something I really didn't like this week that I, uh, I'm very interested in talking about. Boy, am I with you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think you might I think you might disagree for once, but oh. we'll see. Oh, anyway, a different thing. A okay. different thing. Oh, there are two oh, things. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so there's two you guys, things. You guys, you guys. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of dislike and discord and disarray and despair. Ooh. I'm very proud of myself. That was good. So, uh let's uh, go with the uh the newsy news first right up at the top. It's only like half news because Jessica Jones season 3 Sometime in June. It's coming out. We just don't know exactly when. you got to figure it's going to be a Friday. Netflix shows don't always come out on Friday, but they usually come out on Friday. Maybe Thursday? Yeah, well, like Thursday night, midnight, whatever. But it's like Friday morning at midnight. So, you know, it's like I'm going to say that June 1st is a Saturday. So I'm like, all right, the earliest it'll be is June 7th. Is it going to come out the same day as Dark Phoenix? Maybe. I don't know. But if I had to pick, I'm going to pick June 21st. Okay. Because that's a, like the first day of summer. I'm going to pick June 12th. Okay, but that's so the it would opposite be the, of 21st. It would be the 14th. Cuz you just picked the the, you just picked the, picked a Wednesday. How do you know what the days are? I'm just picking because I know what days. I know what day Dark Phoenix comes out and it's the 7th and I know there's 7 days in a week so I can add 7 and 7 and 7. 7 and 7 is Thank you, Ryan. I did it. I'm not even. I feel really dumb. <laughs> well, is this a, is this time to do our full episode on public schools in Hawaii, or should we save that for another week? We'll save that for another week. Okay, but this I'm telling you, we're the on time. the bottom of the list, guys. <laughs> uh, so very excited uh, to see the final chapter in Marvel's Netflix uh, tale. Basically, Netflix's Marvel tale. But, uh, Zia, I know that you still have not seen Jessica Jones season two. I haven't yet. You're going to skip it and go to three, or what are you going to do? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, because I know it's I can't. 13. I can't sit her by myself without you watching it. I know, but it's been, it's it's 13 episodes, and the first season kind of dragged for me. The a reason I loved it so much was because of David Tennant. He's in one episode in season two. 
show. All I know. Right? I could watch it and for it's just not the, the one episode. It's not the first one either, so you'll have to get pretty far in to get to, to it. To actually get to yeah. it. Is this just a flashback? I don't want to tell you. Let me. Oh, you know what? I, here's what I will tell you. It's not a flashback. It's but not? I'm not going to tell you more than that. Is he a corpse? <laughs> yes. He <laughs> just lays there. Corpse? He just lays there dead. Yeah. Uh, no, I really should. I really. I know I really should watch it. Because, you know, look, Cloak and Dagger will be over by then. And my thinking is it's going to come back before Legion. So there's going to be those weeks in the middle of June where that's all we have to talk about. And if you haven't seen it, I'm like, all right, well, now's my turn to talk about Jessica Jones 3. And Christian's time to shine. Yeah, well, finally. You know, how long have I been doing this darn show? <laughs> uh, but so I can't even ask you if you're excited because you didn't watch season two. But you like you have to like the character of Jessica. No, no, I do. I yeah. really do like Jessica Jones. I because um, Kristen Ritter seems like your kind of gal. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And the whole attitude. No, I yeah. really I like the character, and I didn't dislike the show. I did. I did like it. For some reason, it just the pacing was a little bit slow for me, so I had kind of a hard time getting through it. Um, I should. I, I'm going to watch season two. I am. I keep. I keep saying I'm not, but I'm going to. I started the first episode. Uh, and in the chat, Eric James says, can't get excited for Jessica Jones knowing it's canceled. But see, here's the thing. The Marvel Cinematic Universe was essentially canceled after Endgame. So we all went to see it. You yeah. know, there were a lot of things that got canceled in that movie. Uh, but I know what you mean. I, I do understand that feeling. Look, I've had I've had shows that pile up in my DVR and uh, then I'll hear that it gets canceled. And even if it was a show I kind of liked, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and delete it. I'm just like, I'm out. You know, I, it's like I don't want to invest the time into that. But this one, I mean, I know it's a complete season. You know, it, it's a it's a full story, and it's the last of these Netflix shows. And you know, by the way, once we get into August, I got to really think about Netflix for a minute. I'm like, do I really need it? There's so many streaming services I do need. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you'll have Stranger Things season three in early July. So I'm just like, I think after that, I might be good on Netflix for a little while. So basically, Netflix is going the way of HBO now that Game of Thrones yeah. is done. Everyone's like, okay, we're good. You don't yeah. have Marvel content anymore. You don't have Game of Thrones. We're out. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But uh, if, if uh, look, I understand what people are saying. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to bully Zia just verbally. Uh, into watching it. So he says, guys. Lo- lo- lots of texts. Uh, like, I'll be like, what are you doing? And you'll talk about something else you're watching. I'm like, and then you're going to watch Jessica Jones season two. And you're like, Ugh, fine. He, is, he is actually going to do that. That's yeah. the thing. I know this is going to happen. This happens. Rory Fansler in the chat, which I know I said this before, but welcome back, Rory. Um, Where did said Rory go? He was, he's been gone for a while. I think he said he was writing. If, oh. I, if I remember correctly, he was writing something. Zero read it and let you know what she thinks. Yeah, I'll read it. Um, he says, agreed, good show, but not one to binge watch. So mm. maybe I'll slowly like try one episode a day. Yeah, get, I would do that. I, think I can do it's that. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. That's not binge watching. Because, look, it's going to be more than 13 days before. At least that's my prediction. Yeah. And Stardew says... He's looking forward to it, I think. Uh, that's what he's referring to. And Haywood Wong says, Netflix says they have Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the movie. I mean, if I want that, I... It, you can just buy it. I can just buy the movie. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm, I'm not going to need it, you know. I mean, I, I'll be I'll be fine. Uh, that's <laughs> that's on my wish list for Father's Day. So uh, maybe I'll get it if my kids decide they love me. But anyway, that's probably not going to happen. Um. Anyway... So thank you. So uh, we will keep you posted. When we have a date, we will let you know a date for Jessica Jones season three. Uh, so there, uh, there, there's some other fun things to talk about. 
Zian and I have been in in agreement on Cloak and Dagger the last few weeks. It's mm-hmm. been on an upswing, and I don't think that season two, episode nine, was bad, but it was just a lot of like, all right, we're going to advance the story a fraction because right. the finale is really where it's at. And look, a lot of times TV shows, they do that for budget reasons. Right. <laughs> they do that, uh, you know, so it's like, oh, we, need, we need a lot of like cloak effects in, in uh, episode 10. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. We got some interesting backstory. But the most important thing that we did get from here and the way that they're setting up the season finale is something that I think we all should have known for years, Zia. And we were talking about this on Twitter last night. Jazz kills. <laughs> so obviously we should keep jazz out of our life, correct? Um, look, I've been saying that for as long as I've worked at my job because right. they play jazz there. And I've never hated jazz more in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, pretty sure it's going to be what drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, and then I'll, you know. Well, you know what? Maybe you're going to open your own little record shop in your head. And you're gonna just you're gonna be like mayhem bashing all the jazz records, smashing jazz records. Yeah. I mean, when when I finally leave this job, I'm just gonna set jazz records on fire <laughs> as part of you know. It does jazz is uh, jazz is not the the music of choice for people in the show. Yeah, uh, I did think it was interesting that we got uh, we got to see backstory of Andre slash despair uh, and yeah. sort of the. The uh, the genesis of their of his relationship with Leah, which is, uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to feel bad for her, but uh, even Tandy says that she's a victim too. Now, you know what she did with her her victimhood. Sure, she tried to. Well, she successfully pimped out a bunch of girls and uh, tried to uh, pimp out an official Marvel superhero trademark. Right there after I say Marvel superhero, a little trademark popped up. TM. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I think it's interesting to see, and I don't know, I mean, maybe you don't find her, well, let me ask you, do you find her any more sympathetic, seeing how it started where she was a nurse and the guy just like touches her hand and is like, oh my God, I can feast on all your pain and suffering. A, a little bit, a little bit. Because um, that, that Leah hadn't done anything wrong yet. She hadn't. It was just, it was a very, very small amount but I'm 100% with mayhem on it. Yeah. Yeah, you've been, you've had a hard life, but that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't excuse all the bad stuff you've done, period. Right. Like she said, I'm just like, I agree. So I, I don't care what you've been through. If you're, if you're self-destructive, then I, then I really do feel for you. If you're hurting other people, I don't care. I don't care what you've been through. You're a trash person. Right. Uh, and I think that obviously the, the, it's really wrapped up in her relationship, confusing as it is with yeah. Andre, is that she feels like she needs to do this to please him. But also she's clearly, like, scared of him, you know? It, it, it's sort of a, a dual thing. But, yes, it doesn't excuse her behavior. But I think you can still feel like, oh, she's terrible. But the circumstances that brought her into being a terrible person well, are is something that I can just see and be like, oh, that's – that's just awful, you know. It's yeah. it's easier to. It, it was already pretty easy to dislike him, but uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely is a master manipulator, and he used the fact that she was in. She didn't want to be a doctor. She didn't want to be in medicine, um, and he he knew that because obviously he felt her dis- her her despair. Yeah, and he uh, he used that against her. He used that to manipulate her, and he did a really really good job of it. But it just it sucks that a she was so easily manipulated, and b just what she chose to do with it. Yeah, and I think that look the just sort of the 
the horror of watching the two of them gleefully open their support group and, you know, uh, in the montage with like all the records, like filling up his record store, like, Oh my God, look at, look at all my pain. You know? Uh, And you're just like, okay, just in case you forgot that he's terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, getting to understand that better is good. And then sort of seeing the early stages of his plan in action, which is to, kill everyone in New Orleans with jazz music. Which, look, if you've been to New Orleans, and by the way, I'm going to be there next weekend, <sighs> so I'm a little worried. Take some pictures. You're a little bit worried. <laughs> I'm going to take some pictures, yeah. I will. Maybe maybe we'll even show some on the show. Maybe maybe I'll take the the Cloak & Dagger walking tour of New Orleans. That'd be great. You know, I don't. I, I bet they don't have one, but it's like, where's, where's Ty's house? Yeah. Where's, where's Tandy's church? Where's, where, yeah, the where, church. Where's any of that stuff? Now it's Ty's church, really. That's true. It's a good point. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's hard to get away from jazz music there is my point. It is. and But it's funny, too, because I, I don't think a lot of people in the in the chat agree with us on jazz. I think that a lot of people like jazz. Rory says, boo, love jazz. Um, Eric says, Eric James says, jazz is awesome. Ghost says, without jazz, no funk music. I mean, I mean, you know. look, I could live without funk music. As much as I love George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars, Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, you know, I, I wish this was the old days when we could still play music on these shows. I know. We, we could have, we could have a dance party on the way out to a little flashlight or something. But anyway, um, it, look, it just, uh, look, you can understand that something takes artistic talent and still like not enjoy it. Yeah. You know? It's, I understand that it's, it's, and I understand why people like it. I just personally, it's, I don't, it's not for me. Um, there's a, also a really good question in here. I just like it from star drew who can boop and hit better night, nightcrawler or Tyrone. I'm going to say Nightcrawler. Because Nightcrawler uh, is basically, he's a trained acrobat. He was in the circus. And so he has that skill set for a long time. Um, I'd like to see them fight each other that way. That'd be great. Right? Although then Cloak will just be like, "Mm, all right, Nightcrawler. And then, you know. Engulf him. Nightcrawler's like, you know, all of a sudden he's in some record shop and he doesn't understand how he got there. (laughs) He's like, he's like, what is this? Why is there no Kraftwerk? <laughs> that was terrible. Didn't that even was sound like way a... better than mine. Yeah. Uh. Uh, anyway, and, and of course, when when we uh, talk about Cloak and Dagger, we're of course thinking of Alan Cumming. Not uh, sorry, sorry, new kid who's no, Nightcrawler. I do love Alan Cumming. Yeah, he he's was great. So good. Uh, just in general. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that was a great question. That's I love those side questions. I know that was a good one. So, some shows might. Might uh, feel like that would uh, derail the show and, and get oh. you off on a tangent, but I love stuff like that, yeah. so keep those coming. But uh, all right, so look, we can disagree on jazz, but we can probably all agree that uh, Andre's a bad dude. And, yeah. Uh, he, he's got to, you know, he just, and then it's like, oh, I just want to hit that blue note. I'm like, wait a minute. So you just want to get a note and then feast on everybody's pain? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're just really annoying. Yeah. You know, and he's just a trash person. Uh, yeah, which again, if anybody knows about trash people, it's me. Uh, but we have to talk about a very important moment in this show. Yeah, Ty reading the newspaper about Luke Cage, written by Karen Page. Yeah, and I was just like, this is great. I loved that. That was awesome. I like, you know, I I was just like, great. I I just want to get reminders that they're in that universe. And there have been a lot of, Luke Cage in particular is where there have been uh, references on this show. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's nice to know that, uh, that the world still exists, even though, uh, you know, we won't get to visit it again, uh, 
for, for some a long time. time. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be the same characters. And I've fallen in love. I mean, not characters. The same actors, actors though. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and, I've, and I've fallen in love with these actors. So. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> What's Turk going to do? You know? I know. We need Turk. And- <laughs> Why won't they just have Turk pop up in like Cloak and Dagger just right? for one episode? Don't please. even. And it's like if because he was created for a Netflix show, you can't call him Turk. Just don't call him anything. Just don't call him anything. Yeah. He's just the shady guy that's doing some shady stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's ways around all of that. Uh, there, there's, you want to talk about your tangents. There, uh, <laughs> the, the Marvel character, uh, Quasar, who ended up being in the Avengers, there was an episode that, an, an issue uh, of, the, the, of the comic book series that was all of the fastest characters in the Marvel Universe in a race to see who's the fastest. I don't remember why they did it. Somebody, you know, some super powerful deity made it happen. And rightly so, telling the story... You can't honestly do who's the fastest without having the Flash in it. Yeah. Of course, that's a DC character. Yeah. So they had this guy who woke up, his costume was all torn, couldn't remember who he was, but you're like, oh, hey, that's the Flash. That's awesome. I and love he ran that. and didn't win. So, what? <laughs> well, you know, you know, hey, I, you know, arguably Superman's faster than the Flash. So, uh, but anyway. That's neither here nor there. So that's my point, though. You can use these characters. Don't call. Don't you know? Don't even call him Luke Cage. Just be like, hey, big man. You, don't call him anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just put him in there. Yeah. Oh nice. my yeah, sweet Christmas. Just, exactly. Just do that. Yeah. Just give us a sweet. Yeah, Christmas. Just, just says sweet Christmas. We don't even say that's his so name. Good. Uh, anyway, so I, I get very excited about those things, and I thought that this was a decent episode, but it really just was like, oh, we're just totally spinning our wheels, waiting for the yeah, next one. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It felt like a filler. Yeah, but that's all right. Uh, I think next week the uh, season finale will be good, and uh, we will uh, make a very special announcement about next week's show. This show. So stay yeah. tuned all the way till the end. Don't dive out just because it's 1230 uh, on the uh, East Coast. It's a three-day weekend. Come on. Just you can stay up with us. Yeah. Uh, let us know any thoughts on Cloak & Dagger. Are there any comments on Cloak & Dagger before we move on? Yeah. Jenna James says, I just hope that uh, that is a backdoor to introducing Mr. Jip. Like he yeah, would be. Agreed. Yeah. That's I I want that for next season. And I, and I love that we, we had Mayhem in. Yeah. I thought that too. I love how we had Mayhem introduced like in the kind of like, I don't know, post-credits, mid-credits of the end of season one. And if we, yeah, I th- I really thought we mm-hmm. were getting Mister Jip this season, and the fact that we didn't, I, I think it's fine because we got a- another great, uh, great villain. So, yeah, Despair is great, and I like and I love that they also have Mayhem in there. Yeah. Um, and I find myself siding with Mayhem quite a bit. She's there's I don't agree with all of her methods, but no. there are times when I'm like, hmm, I I, <laughs> I was almost ready for her to kill Leah. I was right. I'm sorry, well, she, she was going to do it. So mad. Um, Sarju says, "Who was Storm's speedster son?" I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. I'm sorry. I uh, the, there. I do have. Uh, I do have a bit of a of a Swiss cheese knowledge when it comes to Marvel. There's a point of basically the demarcation for me is about the 21st century. I know some things, but like once you get to 2000, I don't know nearly as much as I did. And it's like from before I read comics, I know a lot because I've read back issues and reprints and things because I started reading comics about 1983. But I know a lot of like early Marvel history, but that's the period I know the most. And then when I stopped reading, I just stopped keeping up on it. So uh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry, Star Drew. Hmm. But uh, as they say, Google is your friend. (laughs) Uh, All right. So we're going to transition now to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and – 
The thing about fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, uh, and I consider myself to be one, thank you very much. Oh. I am a fan of this show. Must even clarify. Even when I have felt like it's lost its way a little bit, I've always uh, stuck with it, come back to it. And I feel on the whole, it is a great show, and I do really like this show. But people, when you talk about this show and you say you don't like something about it, they are ready to fight you in the streets. And I love that kind of passion. But just because of that, I'm... I'm not going to avoid the fact when I just thought something just was just did not work for me. And uh, we saw some of that in Friday night's episode. But first, Zia, don't you have an important message for each and every one of us in the chat? I do. We just want to say here at After Buzz, here on this show, thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. Um, basically, you just have to hit a bunch of buttons. It's like... Super easy. You just hit like. You hit subscribe. On iTunes, you hit the five-star rating. Leave us a comment. We love talking to you guys in chat. You guys are so much fun. And you're here every week. It's it's awesome. Um, and it makes it fun for us to do the show because we get to talk about it. We get to talk about it with you. You watching us allows us to be here to talk about it. So really just thanks for supporting us and doing what we love here. Thank you. And uh, Zia, your overall thoughts on the whole about uh, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 3. That was Friday night's episode. So we flip-flop now. I feel like it's usually me not liking stuff and you. I, I liked it. First mm-hmm. of all, there was a Harry Potter reference in there. And I, I knew you would like that. Boy, did I friggin' freak out, geek yeah. out on that. That was great. I was like, oh my god, they're bringing Harry Potter into this. Um, By the way, in a past season, uh, Gemma as in uh, Simmons, has uh, talked about how she really wants a TARDIS. <laughs> so uh, you know, just to point out that she's your girl. Yeah. I knew it. I knew there was yeah. a reason I liked her. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I, thought it was, I thought it was really funny. I liked it. I, I enjoyed the whole they accidentally took drugs aspect yeah. of it. I know that's what you didn't like. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> now you're letting everyone know exactly what it is that I didn't like. I'm so but. sorry. I know. I just jumped the gun on that. But I just, I thought it was really funny them under the, because this is, by the way, this is absolutely what girls do when they get drunk. Mm-hmm. They will 100%. I've done this. Ended up under tables telling your best friend how much you love them. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, and, I'm sure. Um, and it was uh, it was really funny. I enjoyed it, and I really liked the moment where she sees Fitz, and then Fitz gets taken, and I was like, well, <gasps> "That's just the latest in the long history of uh, them, you know, finally getting together, or being close to almost being. It's a whole series of that. So that was a great moment because it's like, oh my god, again. But yes, uh, I found the uh, taking some uh, space drugs being. Literally the stupidest storyline in 113 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not into it. And it was such an important <laughs> focal point of the episode. I did like the character development. I did like them talking to each other. But I just, I, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't think Elizabeth Henstrich and, and Chloe Bennett should be asked, like, can you, can you play drunk for, you know, eight minutes on camera? I did like watching Quake fight drunk. That part was okay, mm-hmm. but they had already lost me. I just was like, "This is such a stupid storyline. Like, why? Well, what is this? What this is? Th- it made me angry. Actually, <laughs> I was I was up at like midnight watching this last night, and I'm oh. like, "Are you kidding me with this? Like this? Look, this is the sort of stuff you point to when you say why you don't like the show because it's just like, oh, it's stupid. You know, it's just they're being silly, and I didn't I didn't feel like it was it was strongly written. You know, and I I I just uh, it really annoyed me. I love these characters. I'm going to like them just as much next week. 
But look, I'm allowed to not like this. You I are. really disliked this episode. And sort of the other side of it, I at first was really into the the Fitz and Enoch, like, you know, basically going to the casino like Rain Man, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah, definitely counting cards. Yeah, I, liked I thought that, that was lot. I thought that was good. But then when somehow like Enoch's whole being is around being Fitz's best friend, I'm like, come on, dude. Like you're smart enough. You should know better. So, like, I was annoyed by the other storyline, and that one didn't really bother me. I liked watching them hang out together in general. But uh, I was just the, you know, but I did believe Fitz at the end. Do you believe Fitz at the end? Do you think he really is his best friend, at least in that, you know, in this circumstance in his life? Yeah, I think so. They spend a lot of time together. He's basically the one person he can rely on at this moment. Granted, he is trying to get back to the person who I think is his real best friend. Well, yeah. But, I mean, there's something to be said for uh, spending a lot of time with someone. And, I I mean, you have to bond on a certain level. So I, I mean, yeah, it. when you're going on these kinds of adventures, yeah. it's, it's what Enoch talks about. And I do believe that. It's like he's just like he's got an ability to approximate fun. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, I guess. And I liked all that. I just was like, oh, my God, he's like so depressed. He's like, wait a minute, you're my best friend? I'm like, all right, Enoch, come on. He's playing you yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little but bit. but uh, yeah. needed to happen. Yeah. So and look. Agents of Shield fans, uh, we're going to all be friends again next week. Uh, you don't. I don't have, know. Everybody's no, saying boo, Christian. That's fine. Boo, Christian. You can say boo. <laughs> I just, I was just like, it's it, okay. It's it, usually me that they're. It was at. painful to watch, and I like this show a lot. And I was just like, not having it. I will say this. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I will say this. Um, I'm a firm believer because there have been other episodes. To me, their their drunken acting wasn't as bad as some I've seen. No, I see. I, no, so, the, to be absolutely honest, this is not the worst I've ever seen. I've You're seen right. Some You're absolutely bad, right. Like I love, I love Friends. I love Friends so much. But there's oh. the one episode where Monica is drunk for her 30th birthday, and I'm just like, oh, you were. This is bad. so. I've recently seen that one at the gym, and I recently saw uh, Ross and Rachel get married drunk. Uh, neither one did no. you feel like so bad. I was actually like have they ever been drunk I, right You're <laughs> can like, they, do is... they have no memories to pull to pull from to I, pretend to be drunk no but I really honestly think for certain things like that just get drunk yeah right <laughs> like just just actually get drunk for the or like high or whatever it is that you that, need to do see that would have been amazing if I, they had like given them mushrooms yeah and like I, I said I did I, I did like them working together because uh, Quake was having trouble quaking drunk you know yeah. so I, I found I, I found that to be a little entertaining but they had lost me already. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not going to back down from this. I was, I said, <laughs> I said that I was glad that I wasn't sitting in on the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show tonight because uh, nobody, it. nobody wants, you know, nobody wants to hear this <laughs> on that after show. But uh, it was really fun watching them try to walk, but like kind of crawl. Yeah, that was the worst was- part. That's actually the worst part for me. Them talking and, and, you know, being like, you're my best friend sort of stuff. And it was okay. Them walking was, was where I was just like, ugh. <laughs> It's like, I, I wish I, you know how like you can speed up podcasts and listen to them at like one and a half time, mm-hmm. but you can't really do it on TV because it moves too fast. I, yeah. just like, oh, I just want to speed this up a little bit. Can we, can we just get through this part? Cause it's not good. Anyway. Uh, so that's all right. Okay. Everybody in the chat and in the archive version, feel free to, uh, to tell me how you really feel. You can tweet me at Christian DMZ. You can say <laughs> that you hate me. And you can include other people that you know like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. apparently more than I do. And you'll be like, can you believe he said – look, 
when we when we talk about Agents of Shield this Thursday on Marvel Movie News, I'm not going to pretend that I like this just because I know how much Zach likes the show. I'll be like, no, it was stupid. No, that's what we're here for. And, we're here to give our honest opinions. And you always have to give a take, and you don't just say it's stupid. You explain why it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Because saying like, yeah, this sucked, this I didn't like. That's not an actual take on something. Yeah. And I'm telling you why I didn't like it. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> it made me want to get drunk. <laughs> you know, maybe, You're like, I'm going to show you guys how to I, do this. Maybe if I go buy some mushrooms and uh, and I, I watch the episode again, maybe if I go, it was the best episode I ever saw. Just Yeah, just do some acid or something. Yeah. And... Oh, let me, I just I have acid yeah. around the house. Yeah. I, you know, this isn't Hawaii, okay? You can't just go into go into 7-Eleven and, and buy meth. I have a fun story about that. Maybe I'll tell it off the, off the air. <laughs> Maybe we'll tell it somewhere else someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. So we said all those things and uh, people hate me. That's cool. I'm, I'm, that's right. I, I love everybody who's passionate about this show and all of these Marvel shows. And like I told you, I, I'm going to be right on board next week because I'm pretty sure we're getting Deke next week. And that's what some people in the chat yeah, are saying. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Deke again. And, and Rory Fanser says he does want honest opinions. He can get his lies from politicians. So There you go. So yeah. Yeah, and look, that's that's all it is. It's like nobody has to agree yeah. with me. Literally zero people have to agree with me. I'm just telling you how I really feel, you yeah. know. And because okay. I typically like most things or I can find, Something you know, the you redeeming like. quality in, in most things, like I I can even isolate what I like about X-Men Origins Wolverine, which came up on Marvel Movie News on Thursday, which is Leah Shriver's great as Supertooth. So like even like a movie that I'm like, oh, that movie is garbage. I can still find something usually. Usually. And, I, and you know, I, and Fitz and Enoch were great in this episode. So uh, I was OK with that. All right. So that's enough of that right now. <laughs> uh, but. There we've gotten well. We've gotten two deleted scenes from Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, for that'll be included on the Blu-ray and also uh, the digital. Uh, the Blu-ray is June eleventh, and the digital is actually in the next week or so. I forget the exact date. Maybe the twenty eighth. Uh, so if you're looking forward to owning the film and rewatching it, you'll get a lot of these deleted scenes. The first one uh, is it's um, it's a bunch of uh, Cree kids and you know just just some. Playful uh, co-worker banter uh, with uh, Brie Larson and Jude Law, which is okay, but it's a completely unnecessary scene. I think they do a, a better job explaining the supreme intelligence in that first deleted scene. Uh, but again, you don't need it in the movie. But I thought that the Cree kids were cute, you know, even if they all are going to grow up and be intergalactic terrorists, depending on how you view the Cree Scroll War. Oh, from, they're, they're, they're you know. small when they're cute when they're small. Right, right exactly. <laughs> they're cute when they're little. Yeah. Uh, it's but, like baby chicks that grow into chickens. Yeah. You know? Chickens are not cute, but baby chicks are adorable. Yeah. Uh, but then we got another clip uh, over the weekend, which is it's an extended version of Carol is uh, basically looking at a map, and mm. uh, this guy pulls up. And we have a still, actually, uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, that's that's from it right there. There's a. I, I meant to ask you to pull this from the email that I sent. Uh, I, I sent a, a screen grab uh, to the uh, AfterBuzz email, but it is this scene right here. And you don't. If you don't find it, it'll be okay. But I'll just keep talking about it. Uh, so it's that scene. If you've seen the movie, you should remember it. Uh, and the way the scene plays out 
in the film as it was released, I think works really well. Mm-hmm. You know, she's there looking at the map. This guy's like, hey, how about a smile? And she just kind of looks at him, puts the map up. And then the next thing we know, she's stolen his motorcycle and uh, his jacket, too, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. And, uh, and like, a sweet Nine Inch Nails t-shirt, mm-hmm. which came off of a mannequin. So, you know, apparently uh, apparently her name should be Brie Larceny. <laughs> I just thought of that now. It was terrible. Uh, but, yeah. So, oh. and, and then in the... <laughs> thank you for humoring me. <laughs> uh, so, in the deleted uh, uh, version of the scene, which uh, you'll see a screen grab right here if you're looking on YouTube... Uh, she doesn't, she really engages this guy who tells her to smile. And I've had it pointed out to me many times that that is a thing that uh, men will tell women all the time. And it's sort of like, it is one of those things that it's just like, you know, me as a man, I can never understand how often women get told things like that. And look, this came up on the Twilight Zone after show. And and like all, like my two female panelists are like, you know, that's a thing, right? I'm like, oh, I get it. But I didn't understand the extent to which it was. So I'm going to, I no one's ever said that to me. Well, because they know you're not capable of smiling. Is it that's what it is? Yeah, they look at me and they're just like this. Yeah. It's because it it's because you have resting despair face. Is that that's yeah, what it that's is? What it yeah. Is. I've had people tell me I have a nice smile, but like I've never had a guy walk up to me and be like, "You should smile." Like I think I think they they're afraid you might cut them. Maybe. And uh and you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing too is I like when the guy says to Carol like, "Nice scuba suit." It's like, yeah, exactly. She looks like she's wearing a scuba suit. Good for you, buddy. But so then, so anyway, so then he engages her and, uh, you know, she, she responds and it's okay. So first of all, it's bad writing because he's like, they call me the Don. I'm like, that's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That bothered, that one line bothered me more than what I just said about Agents (laughs) of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they call me the Don. I'm like, nobody calls you that, bro. (laughs) So nobody says uh, that. And then the way it plays out is basically she's like, how about a handshake? And she zaps him. And we know how powerful she is, even mm-hmm. with that little inhibitor chip. Yeah. So this is a human, non-powered, yeah, look, he's a dick. I'm not saying that's not true. She's absolutely right. Good for her for stealing his stuff. But, like, you're going to zap this guy? And look, she yeah, she didn't, like, hurt him, hurt him. It's, I guess it's like a, you know, <laughs> I don't know, it's like a joy buzzer or something. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, and then he bas- she basically, you know, she could very well have broken a thumb or something. You know, you feel like that's, you know, she threatens him. So this is hardly heroic behavior is, is what I'm saying. So Zia, I know your feelings on Captain Marvel, the character, the movie, uh, all across the board. Tell our audience what you thought of this scene. Oh, I mean, it's just... It's so it's so cringy. It's so cringy and just unnecessary. And yeah, she's a very superpower character, super powered character, and he's just some dude. So like doing that really it's not heroic and it's not standing up for yourself or standing it's just you already know you could squash him like a bug. He's just nothing to you. So that's just, I don't know. It's silly. Now, do uh, women who've seen that or at least hear what we're describing, uh, do you feel like, well, no, but she's standing up for women. And, you know, there are times that we as women would have liked to have zapped the guy who said that. You know, I'll tell we're not you, killing anybody. No, I'll tell you the story that to me is standing up for women. This is one of my favorite stories. When I read it, I was dying. It was amazing. Is there was a, uh, I think it was in Brazil, there was a female US. UFC fighter. I can't remember her name. Um, if you look back up on the story, she uh, 
some some guy tried to rob her, tried to take her cell phone down in Brazil because I know that happens down there a lot. There's a lot of rough areas. And someone tried to rob, and she beat this guy so badly that you see pictures of him, and, I mean, he looks, his face was a wreck. Like, bloody nose, cut, like, he was messed up. One of my favorite stories in the whole world. Yeah. That, well, that, that right there. This is just nonsense. Right. Well, you know, and look, <laughs> I'm just trying to get the perspective, uh, you know, the everyone's perspective on this. And there, people are already so predisposed to dislike Captain Marvel and dislike Brie Larson mm-hmm. that I was aware that this scene existed because I was reading people uh, posting about on Twitter as to how it's the embodiment of why they won't see the movie, which I was just like, all right, I mean – the movie is much better than this scene. Even Zia, you didn't like it. I think you would agree that the movie is better no, than this scene. And I didn't I didn't not like it. It just was not it was just flat. It was flat for me. It sure. was just not it wasn't one of my favorite my favorite movies. Um but yeah, I would still never I would I'm always gonna go see it. Sure. Like that's it's the movie has to be really bad for me to not see it. And then that leads to sort of the the question that I posed in the beginning. Like we hear so much about toxic masculinity and uh, how often that gets thrown around. Is this – I'm posing a question to Zia and also to the audience. Is this toxic femininity? Is that what she's doing here <laughs> by just like, hey, bro, you're being a dick. I'm going to use my cosmic powers that, by the way, come from an infinity stone even though I don't realize it yet. You know, So it's like, hey, I'm going to like one – Fifth Thanos to you right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. What do you think this says about, uh, you know, about the the way people feel about uh, Captain Marvel? Does this feed into that narrative is, I guess, what I'm asking you, Zia? Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it certainly isn't helping for people that, that already kind of feel that way. It's not they're going to. It's not going to win you it's over. Not gonna, it's not going to win you over. Um, I think that for sure. I I just I don't think that that going to that length is necessary for someone who's just talking to you like kind of a dick. Yeah. Like you can just talk back or ignore him. You you know what I mean? There are other ways to it's not like he tried to touch her or grab her or if that was the case. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. Absolutely. That would have been Any kind of contact. Like if she had flipped him over, that would have been pretty amazing. Yeah. If he like even remotely touched her, just done. But I think we're all like in this. We're all harboring under the false delusion that everyone is good and that there aren't going to be jerks or douchebags or just bad people in the world, regardless of I don't think it's toxic masculinity. I think that guy is just a dick. Yeah, and no matter what, there are, those people are always going to be out there. Look, that movie set in 1995, and uh, we didn't have the term toxic masculinity we then, did but not. we had we definitely had guys who were dicks. We yeah. did, but I, you know, it's really funny. I was just watching a movie um, the other day from I think it came out in '94. Did you ever see The Jackal with Bruce mm-hmm. Willis? Yeah. And, and I love that movie. Um, I, I like. I'm not going to lie. I like most things with Bruce Willis. Dude, and even Hudson Hawk. I, I like most everything with Bruce it Willis. Just, it's just great. And then Richard Gere too. Um, but it, I, I noticed that in that movie there was a really strong female character who wasn't like, oh, she was not here because she's hot. She's not here because she was beautiful. She ended up being here. It was just weird, like watching that back in the '90s. And I was like, you know what? This. I feel like this is. This has always kind of been a thing. We're making a mountain out of a molehill. I think a little bit. Yeah, no, I think. And, I, and I'm not saying that there isn't uh, maybe instances where it happens or things that, that – I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't victims out there. But I just – I really – I just really think that we're we're taking things a little bit too far and we're, we're 
naming things as a whole, like toxic masculinity, and we're just throwing these terms out there for things that we don't like. Right. And, and it doesn't necessarily apply. And to be honest, I'm throwing toxic femininity around because I think that the concept funny. of toxic masculinity is, is it's a, I'm not even saying that, you know, that you're not on the right track with that, but I think it's like, it's a little overblown. So uh, I think that's why I thought it was kind of funny to throw that out there. But uh, I I think that for multiple reasons, <laughs> we can see why this scene was cut from the movie. I yeah. mean, why that scene was – it works so well in the movie that she just is like, that guy's a jerk. I'm going to steal his yeah, stuff. Yeah, see, that's and I was fine. Like, I was like, yeah, that guy kind of was a jerk, so whatever. Was, you know, yeah. he, He'll file an insurance claim. It'll be fine. He'll get his yeah. – you know, I didn't really think about him stealing her, – her stealing his jacket, but, uh, you know, that's fine. Maybe he left it on the – you know, on 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 the uh, he left on it on the, the bike. bike. Yeah, exactly. She took the bike. She took the jacket. That was great. Yeah, that was that was just unnecessary. I think. Anyway, uh, we dealt with a lot of alien races this week, and uh, before we go, uh, we wanted to delve into our top three aliens, uh, and this will be in the Marvel universe. So, uh, Zia, uh, we will try to do these in from three to one, but uh, you know, we're sort of doing this conversationally, kind of on the spot. So, uh, we won't hold you to this in a court of law, but Zia. I know. As we start with a number three, who do you think is your number three alien? I like Mantis. Mm. I love Mantis. I do love Mantis. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretty great. Or as Rocket calls her, the chick with the antenna. Yeah. It's... <laughs> After in Endgame, by the way, where he's been with her he, he's for been, how yeah, long? Yeah. Well, yeah. And because Guardians Two is it's established that it's been a few years uh, from Guardians Two to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So he's been around with her maybe just as long as he was with almost everybody else. Yeah. That's what I love about Rocket. Um, he's not. He's kind of like made in a lab, so I'm not going to characterize him. Mm. But um, I'm going to go with number three. It's it, and boy, is it a tough choice. But I, this is a this is kind of a bold choice for me, and it's only because of Endgame. I'm going to go with Nebula. Ooh, because I just you know there wasn't much to that character beforehand. And uh, I just was really impressed with how important she was and just how deep the character actually is, the cinematic version of her. So, uh, yeah, that's my number three. I think that's a good one. I like Nebula. Okay. Um, number two is going to have to be Drax. Okay. He was always one of my favorites, just even in the first one. I was like, "What? this is amazing. Um, <laughs> he's so blunt. I love it. He makes me laugh probably more than any of the other characters. Yeah, because he doesn't have a real concept as to, to what humor is. <laughs> no idea. He's, just He's like, like, I've mastered the art of not being seen. <laughs> How long have you been saying there? One hour. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, for number two for me, this is sort of my number one, but uh, I, I feel like he's we don't get enough of him on the big screen, is Howard the Duck. He's trapped Ooh. in a world he never made. Very so, nice. So, uh, you know, I think if we had gotten the MCU Howard the Duck movie, maybe when we have his animated show, maybe he can move up to, to number one. But uh, I do love Howard the Duck. So he's number two for me. You know, it's really bad. I'm like really, really trying hard to think of a number one that's like not from the Guardians, Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. No, actually, I, I'm having I a too. really, really hard time. This is time. hard because all of our characters have been Guardians or Guardians adjacent. Yeah. You know, these are all from those movies. Because yeah. those are mostly, I mean, what other aliens are we I really mean, we getting? I mean, we have Kreese, we, we have Skrull, you know, I mean, we have, right. you know, when you think about some of the characters we meet in, in Infinity War. Oh, and I did Endgame. love um, Ben Mendelsohn. What was his character's name? 
Oh, his Skrull character Skrull was character. great. Yeah, I actually um, forget his, his... Sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, you guys. This is yeah. completely escaping me right now. But I, I did love him. Yeah. He was great. So, uh, so he's, he's your number one. I'm going to say he's my number one. Yeah. Well, I think then, mostly because of Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> look, I'm just going to stick with the Guardians because it, it has to be Groot for me. I just love Groot. Groot is great. You know. So, uh, so you have, uh, oh, so you have Ben Mendelsohn's character, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, I know. Talos, is that his name? Uh, yeah, actually, thank I think you. you're right. Thank yeah, you, Evan. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Groot. So, yeah, so we've got, uh, Oh, no, Rory. No, sorry, what? I'm so sorry. Thor is an alien. Duh. Yeah, I thought about that. But to me, he's still, he's a god. I know you're that, right. I know god, in the I movies, guess. he's an alien and they have Asgard as a planet, but, I, I, I have to just separate that from the way I think of Thor from the comics, that he is the god of thunder right. and Asgard is a realm and all of that. But yes, technically, I would have to give uh, skinny Thor number one, fat Thor number two. Boom. <laughs> yes. And then I don't know which Thor number three, but uh, oh, yeah. That's so. great. Uh, anyway, so those are uh, those are some of our favorites. So we had uh, Mantis and Nebula at number three, Drax and Howard the Duck at two, and then Talos and Groot at one. Uh, let us know what you think in the chat uh, if you're watching the archive version. Let us know uh, who your three favorite aliens are. And here's the thing, too. We could do this again next week, and then we'll come up with a completely different answer. Absolutely true. Yeah. Speaking of next week... I will not be here on Sunday because I will be in New Orleans hanging out with Ty and Tandy. He's leaving me for the for, for, for Ty and Tandy, yeah. and, and you know maybe maybe uh, Mayhem will be there, you know. And uh, uh, so, uh, but uh, Zia will be here, and she will be talking about the Cloak and Dagger season two finale. Finale. Our friend Steph Sabra will uh, join you either here on the panel, maybe she'll produce the show. But either way, she's on the Cloak and Dagger after show. Which uh, I think you find Thursday nights at 10, maybe, here at After Buzz. I'm just guessing. But Thursday nights, for sure, uh, at After Buzz. You can find Cloak and Dagger after show, and she's on that. So you can uh, look for her there. Uh, And I'll be back two weeks from tonight, which, by the way, at that point, we will have seen Dark Phoenix. (gasps) Two weeks from tonight, we will have already seen it. So we'll get to talk about that, and we'll Ah. talk about... We will talk about the comic book Dark Phoenix. So, Zia, you will need to I'm read. I'm only like 25 pages in. I need well, to get going. That's more than one issue because uh, comics were only 17 pages back then. Anyway. Well, there you go. So, uh, so those, that's your programming note for the next two weeks. So if you hated my take on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you won't have to hear it next week. We'll just talk about how much I liked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then there'll be another episode, too. So yeah. you'll have seen episode four by then. And you'll finally get to, know, you'll get to meet Deke. Uh, but until then, Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Lan. That's spelled X-I-A underscore Lan. And on Facebook at Zia Landerson. Also, you can find Christian and I both on uh, Marvel New- Marvel Newbie, Marvel Movie News on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk, Thursdays at 1 p.m. And Ryan lets me know that Cloak & Dagger is 8 p.m. Thursdays here on AfterBuzz TV. That's 8 p.m. Okay, Pacific. Ryan. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And Tuesday nights, I do the Chernobyl After Show. And this Thursday afternoon at 3 Pacific, we'll be doing the season finale of The Twilight Zone at a special time because I'm getting on a plane to go to New Orleans. Anyway, that is all the time we have for this week. But until next week, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.